out there in uh, Zoomville. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of everyone's favorite show on Thursday at 4 o'clock Eastern Time to On The Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark with the C. Hi, everybody. How we doing? Hi, I'm Mark. Hi, Hi, Mark. Hi. Yeah, everybody doing good out there? Good. Nice day today here in New York. I don't know how it was. Uh, how was it out in, uh, out in the West California? Uh, it's beautiful. Got warmer, uh, high around 90, and no fires around us. I heard that a, a day or so ago, I heard the New York atmosphere was really bad because of the fires in Pennsylvania or something. Was that true? I don't know. Someone said... That's in California. Yeah. No, California. New York. No, no yeah. fires were from California. Is that possible? In California. California. Mount West. Um, your neck of the woods coming here. I mean, the fact that you guys. Air quality. Mark, we yes. can't hear you too well. Yeah, we Mark, can't hear you. Sound. Yeah. Your sound is off. My sound is off? Yeah, yeah I can't yeah. hear you. I'm very low. Very low? I thought you huh? were. <laughs> How about now? No. Uh, oh, we're in the uh, wind tunnel right now. All right. How about now? No. Uh, no. So low, Mark. Low? 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 Low. Oh. Yes. low or nothing? Low. Low. Hello. Put on the, the music, you went off. Wow. Interesting. That's true. I don't know. All the, all the buttons are around here. All right, if you can hear something, that's better than nothing. Very low. All right. I'll talk loud. How's that? All right. That sounds better. Eh? All right. So uh, this is our 64th show. This is not going to work. Sixty so yelling so much for an hour and a half. Sixty. Kanahara. Uh, before we do get to our special guest, and yes, we have a special guest. Uh, I know uh, some of you have numbers four on your mind. Come on, let me. So who's got sixty-four? Give me the TV. Beatles. Gerald always has. Yeah, one of sixty-four. George Blanda and Y.A. Tittle for a while was 64. George Blanda, particularly. Why was George Blanda? Anyone know why? I saw that too, but I, I don't know why he was 64. I know he kicked, but he, he came up as a quarterback. Anyone know why he was 64? He's also a kicker. Right. He was 16 when he played with the Oilers and the, I believe, the Raiders, right? Raiders. Yeah. yeah. Mark, Mark, you're the only one that is speaking very low. You can't hear you. you said that. You yeah, can't... Mark. All right. You might have to shut off and start again. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. Restart. Reboot. How about a do-over, like if you're playing uh, Chinese handball? I stop. How about if I unplug my microphone and I use the regular microphone? Do you hear me now? Better. Not, not Better. that good. That's not not so great. Not so great. If I talk loud, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, but not, not worthy of a great podcast. I, I listen. I don't, I don't. Nobody's here to help me, so it's it's it's. This is it. Can you hear me? Sort of. Better than with the microphone. No. 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 Worse than the it's microphone. Subtitles. <laughs> Worse than the microphone. Good. Wow. Talk to me because I want. I'm gonna plug it back in. See what happens. Plug it in. All right, how about how oh. about now? A little better. A little better. Now. Can you hear me? Better. Yeah. Better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good. All right. 
Let's just continue. I'm not going to read. I'm not going to redo it. So, we're not professional. So, 64, you gave us our 64 numbers. You said George Blander and who else? Y.A. Tittle. Wow. Y. Really? Oh, Jerry. He was always 14. Y.A. Yeah. Tittle was 14. He was my favorite. Yeah, but for a while, he wore 64. When? when Maybe I, we played Mike. I can't tell you the years when. I could look it up, but. No, he might have had 64 when he played for the San Francisco 49ers, maybe. Uh, well, well, I, well, he had it for a while, Mike. I don't think so. That's I'm right. a YHL expert, Jerry. Right. Sorry. All right, we'll see. And Jerry Kramer. Jerry Kramer was, I guess, the most famous 64. And, and Randall McDaniel. Wahoo, Wahoo McDaniel? No, Randall McDaniel, the offensive lineman, Hall of Fame in the uh, Vikings. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know that one. You see that. Okay. We're off to a shaky start here, folks. <laughs> uh, only going to get better as, as we go. So uh, we have a special guest. And Fred is going to introduce the special guest, and that's what the segment will be right now. So, Fred, you take it away. Okay. Hi, guys. Uh, we have my son, Larry Fleischer, who right now is he's a sports writer for two wire services in the New York office. Associated Press and outfit called Field Level Media, which is out in Seattle. He's currently covering mostly the Yankees. He, in their home games, did, did the Nets home games and occasionally the Mets. And also does a sports column several times a month for Forbes Sports Money. If you just Google Larry Fleischer and Forbes, you can read his, his columns and his AP stories. You just click on... Larry Fleischer, Associated Press, Yankees, and it's all over, it's all over the country. Field level media's biggest client is, is Reuters, so it's in it's in there too. And he's been doing this for several years. Also does a little works for a Chicago publishing company as a fact checker of. So he's done it for several sports books. So uh, that's that's Larry, and Larry, it's all yours. Hi guys, how are you? Go ahead. Sorry, I'm a little tired. Yankees took too long last night. <laughs> what time did you get home? Four in the morning? Something like that. So it's you talk to us about your about your, your job and things like that. Well, tell us what you do, oh. and then we'll ask you some questions. Well, I sit around and watch the Yankees until, uh, and then we have to write about it. Last night, the first five or six innings were kind of boring, so nothing really notable happened. And the last three innings were interesting. So we wrote so pretty much any story you read about that is focuses on all the action in the last three innings, including the guy, one of their uh, call-ups getting the game-winning hit. And then they were celebrating his uh, – apparently his buttons on his jersey got ripped off. They were so excited that they won the game. And they mobbed him at second base. Who was, was after the bunt, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the automatic runner on second, and they bunted him over. And then the guy, and the Phillies did a five-man infield. And What's his name, Lamar? Lamar? Yeah, Ryan Lamar. He actually, a couple of years ago, when he was on the Twins, he the Twins were getting blown out. He was a position player pitching against the Yankees, and he gave up a home run to somebody on the Yankees. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Got the L.A. name, L.A. Lamar. But what, when nothing's going on. Do you guys sit together like the sports writers sit together? Yeah, yeah. We sit in like yes. the press box. We sit in like the press box. 
and you just talk amongst your, yourselves and when something comes up you like well, these days we mostly tweet amongst ourselves <laughs> and, and and do you like um where do you write do you write it by hand or do you type it into oh a on the computer, computer? On, a computer. on a computer i mean i take notes during the game like in a notebook and then i just you know write right out just have run score in like a word file and then i just when it comes time to write it you write it up yeah. and now after the after the game though you it's all zoom you you don't have you don't have any more locker room access like you used to right uh, temporarily maybe, uh maybe next year i don't think nobody i don't think that's going to return this year nobody goes in yeah and frankly i don't know if i want to go to a Go in a room yeah. like the Phillies if if uh, they're not fully vaccinated. Right, right. It's like they're like one of the seven teams that I've met the threshold. So the visitors as well as the uh... yeah yeah I mean, you think I use like one quote from Girardi and then like three or four quotes from the Yankees. Stephen, are any uh? Which of the Yankees did you have like a real good feeling talking to before, when you were allowed to talk to him? Years ago, I liked Hideki Matsui. Jason Giambi was really nice. I mean, they've all been pretty nice guys. Um, Brian McKinn was really nice when he was on the Yankees. Chase Headley when he was on the Yankees. Mm -hmm. Andy Pettit, Rivera. Uh, Johnny Damon was, I know he's been in the news for some off the field things. Last couple months, but he was pretty pretty nice guy. But pretty much, pretty much all these guys are nice. Are you know they're professional. Even if they don't say anything, you know that's of note. Or if they're not. And who was it? Open, nice? I'm sorry. What's that? Who was it? Nice. Any Kyle Farnsworth had a little bit of an edge to him with the Yankees, but. He, apparently, he liked so much being on the Yankees that when they traded him, he actually cried at his locker. They traded him in 2008 for Ivan Rodriguez when they needed a catcher. Kyle Farnsworth, yeah. Yeah. But not Kyle Farnsworth, Paul Wilson. They got into a pretty notable fight like in 2003. Right. Now, you also have access on the field before the games, right? Yeah. So you can get quotes and talk to the managers and Place. Yeah, some yeah, some some teams are doing their manager pregame on the field, like the Phillies are. I think they said they want to do as much in-person stuff as as they possibly can. But pretty much every other team does the uh, does it this way. Even though the Mets, we were I covered a Met game and we were all talking to Rojas after on the field because uh, one of their injured pitchers, uh, Carlos Carrasco, did a sim game. He's pretty nice too, Rojas. He's going to be back soon, supposedly. So how does that work? For instance, do, do you work with somebody, like a team with somebody else who like... Any, oh, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, unless you're doing like a feature story, you're all going to have the same news story, just maybe like a different format. Like when I do those AP stories, it's... Uh, Solo? It's like a section, like just like an injury section. So you don't have to write a full-blown story about it. I mean, sometimes you have to write a separate story if like... Uh, Notable player is out. Like like last week, if I would have been covering uh, the game on Thursday that got postponed, you would have written a separate story on the Yankees who were who you know got COVID. But generally speaking, for injuries, there's like a sec. It's not like a full blown sidebar like you would see like in the Post or Newsday. 
yeah. just like a uh, like a you know you mentioned it you mentioned you mentioned it in like a section about the injuries. Yeah, every day about injury. All the all the every, uh, every team has something. Every team is one every thing. Day, every right. day do they give updates on the injuries for both the men. Yeah, yeah, they, they they do. The Yankees do. I mean, and plus you can see it too. I mean, you can see guys. Yeah, if they're throwing in the outfield or, you know, taking batting practice, things things of that nature. Right, you only do audio, no video, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, people take video, but I don't really take a lot of video. I don't really have a need for that. I have a question, Gary. Um, yeah, are, are you ever aware of the coaching staff and the Yankees and how they work with the players? That are struggling. For example, uh, I think in particular uh, Stanton and, and Glaber, when they're on their game, they're as good as any player in the in, in, in all of baseball. And when they're struggling, they struggle like crazy. And somebody like Stanton, if he could find his game, he could carry the team into first place. Even even right now, uh, as they're only seven games, you know, they're seven games behind. Do you, you ever uh, uh, notice how coaches work with players? That are struggling, or they're just left to their own to figure out how to start to play well again. No, they work with them. I mean, we only really at this point see what they do, like in batting practice, things of that nature. They have a batting cage, fairly big batting cage, behind the dugout that you could use to see. You could go in the clubhouse, but we, we don't see that. I mean, I know when uh, Evan Long was coaching the uh, the Yankees years. The guy was struggling. They would have this thing called like a net drill. I'm not, I don't remember the details of it. I just remember that a lot of guys would use it if they were like in a slump. I remember Robinson Cano when he was on the Yankees would often do that drill if he went into a slump. Probably some other guys too. I just don't remember who exactly they were. But I mean, I'm sure they're, you know, they're doing what they can. I don't know. Actually translating it, I guess. Though Stan had a nice two-strike single last night that would have given him that would have been in the game when he hit it, but didn't blow that game in the end. Yeah. Larry, you want to say something? I want to ask. I don't know if you know this because the guys in the booth, uh, mm-hmm. they'll they'll say, "Okay, so and so walked. That's his three hundred and eighty-fourth walk in a hundred and ninety-two game. Where do these stats come from that these guys are looking at?" They have a guy, a researcher in the booth. Pretty much all these broadcasts have some kind of researcher. I mean, I do, I, I've done it a lot for the NBA. So, so either the guy, either the person who is working, either has it, has looked it up beforehand and uh, prepared it in case it comes up or he's looking it up at that moment. I know when I do the NBA, I look up stuff, I give him stuff based on what they're talking about. So. Or it's some combination of that. Or it might even be in the game notes. They might have even highlighted various portions of the game notes. That's, you know, like milestones, you know, things of that, things of that, things like that. Yeah. I didn't mention that one of the other things that Larry does in the, in the pre-COVID days when visiting teams would travel, he do a lot of uh, stats for the TV crews of the visiting and visiting teams on radio or TV and in uh, for, in Madison Square Garden, so he's got a lot of experience doing the stat guys for that. Right, for a lot of. You have any idea why Paul O'Neill is still in the basement? Mm, maybe he can't get yes to pay for him for a hotel room. Maybe his wife has let him out. I don't know. 
Maybe yeah. he can't get maybe he can't get the yes network to pay for him uh, to stay in New York. I, that's I don't know. Uh, you don't travel with them, do you? You don't travel with the team, do you? No. So, so you're only basically local when they're at home. Yeah. And so when they're away, um, the the announcers are remote, right? They're for now. For now. Now they're remote. Yeah. No, I know a lot of them do not like that, especially on the on the radio side. Hmm. Um, Larry, well, people like Stanton are getting booed. Are they aware of it? Does it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah they're aware of it. And they, I, feel, I, they, they get asked. They get asked about it. And, you know, they're aware of it. I mean, he's not the type of guy. I mean, there have been guys who, would, in the past, would say, "I blew myself." I don't think Stan's ever said it like that, but I, I'm. Sh I know he's aware of what's going on with, with that. And I mean, I'm sh and guy, and I'm sure he's upset as a as the fans. You know what I noticed? I know he may not. He may not. I mean, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> These some, guys of are new, just, some of the new guys that were called up, the fans keep shouting out their name, like this Allen. Oh, Greg Allen. Yeah, they keep. They were. You could hear like a chorus from the stands. Sure. Calling his name out. He's been good. You your name. good. He must feel great when he has his name, huh? I'm sure he does. Sure, he does. But. Um, so let's say you want to do an interview with somebody, Larry. Why do you want to do a personal interview? So how do you arrange? How do you? What do you do? You, you go on the field. Well, if I was going to do that, you can grab a guy on the field. What's that? You, do, you can grab a guy on the field, like, and then they'll either tell you they'll either say we could do it now, or they'll tell you to wait to their get their work done. Or it used to be you can grab a guy in the clubhouse. Right. If, and or if, if you're doing like a you know, like a big feature, I guess. So you're doing like some kind of feature for Sports Illustrated. You'd probably, I would, I would suspect you'd probably go through somebody with the team and they would set it up. Or if you're doing a big TV, they would probably set it up that way. You know, like if you're doing like a Fox, like if the game is on Fox and they want to talk to somebody before the game, or you know, for a pregame show, they would probably read the team. Now you report to. A supervisor, I guess, I assume, right? Uh, and, and I guess an editor. Yeah. Do they ever tell you what to do? Or you get free? Oh, not really. They just, you know, they just, you know, they'll send you back the edited version and they'll just tell me just work off that, work off that. So they don't say. I mean, sometimes somebody will email me notes or things that could be used in the game or whatever. And I'll, and I'll, what about, I didn't, what about for an what about for an interview? Does anyone say to you, go get an interview on Stanton? Not really. You got to do it on your own, right? That's. I mean, a lot of a lot of, a lot of those are in a group anyway, so oh, we pretty right. much know like if he does something, you're all there together. Yeah, I'm. You know, a lot of you don't really. Unfortunately, post game, it's like the teams kind of dictate. I mean, for the most part, the teams know who's gonna who the notable players are, but so they dictate. I mean, I would. For example, on Tuesday, I think we all uh, Chapman after got his first signal over a month. You know, it struggled so much, and I'm sure we didn't really say anything because it was so late, and we basically want to get it over with and get, get going. But I'm sure we, if we were in the locker room, we would have liked to have uh, gotten his reaction on getting the save. I mean, we got the manager and uh, the catcher, so 
Wow. Barry, I don't, I don't know if you remember the details, but several years ago, I remember you did that story. You had a one-on-one -on -one with Brian Cashman about the anatomy of a trade. Oh yeah, that was. You may want to remember you can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that was when I had the uh, outlet to actually do those kind of things. I don't really have uh, responsibility. Yeah, so when these players do the interviews, do they really need an interpreter? I'm sorry, what's that? Do the do the players, the foreign players, they really need an interpreter? Like I've heard Sanchez speak English, and yet he always has an interpreter with. I imagine uh, that you mentioned you, you did an interview about Sui. Matsui, I think they learned some English. Yeah, I think it's more because they feel more comfortable expressing themselves that way if in front of a large crowd, especially especially if it's going to be on a post-game show where it's where they see it, you know, which I can certainly understand. I think it's, I, I think. How about when you do the interviews? Uh, recently, the Yankees were losing horrible game after horrible game. Can you uh, put into words the misery level in the uh, clubhouse uh, when they were losing all these really, really horrible games? Oh, I'm sure they were, I'm sure they were pissed off. I mean, we weren't in the clubhouse, but. Uh, but I'm sure that they were pissed off. You have, they have less access when they lose a horrible game, or uh, well, we don't have, have any clubhouse access because of this COVID stuff, right? But I'm in the past, if uh, a few years ago, and they were losing games like that, I'm sure we would have all noticed a, a mood in the clubhouse. Like for example, when they would win, they would play music, and a lot of teams do do like strobe lights and music when they win. For club settings, I mean, they they may be doing it. They may be doing it now after getting a, winning a game like that last night. But I'm sure years ago when we were in the clubhouse, uh, they were losing a lot of games like that. I'm sure it would be uh, totally silent. Down yeah. I found I found yesterday's game was uh, uh, up there in the miracle department because they they bring in this guy Brooke Krisky. With an ERA of 12 point, I think it was 12.30 or something like that. And he pitched a nice clean inning. I mean, where does that type of stuff come from? I mean, uh, that was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. And by the way, how bad is uh, Chapman's finger? You know anything about that? Uh, I think it's okay. I mean, I mean, yeah. I know they came out to see him, but I mean, he got he got through the rest of the inning after he came back to visit. Him. I don't think he would have pitched the second inning. I'm sure he wouldn't pitch the second inning anyway. So I think, uh, and I'm sure he's not available tonight because they don't like to, uh, if there's a save, because they don't like to use guys three nights and three days in a row if, and if they can help it. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that's going back to you when Joe Girardi was managing the team. Yeah, it's tough to pitch one inning three games in a row. Hey, you're throwing 100 miles an hour. That's, yeah. sure it's often to that. Often. Yeah, Gerald. Larry, I have a question. I'm yeah. a Mets fan. I don't really follow the Yankees that much. Uh -huh. But uh, regarding Stanton playing the field, do you have any insight, uh, maybe perhaps through Scuttle, but as to the Yankees thinking of not having him play the field? I know they're afraid of injuries. Is there any change in philosophy on that, or is he going to be, be basically just a DH? I think he's basically a DH at this point. I mean – Maybe you'll see him in the fields the next time you, you uh, they play in a National League game, but I, I think they play one next weekend in yeah, uh, Florida. Florida. But I can't imagine that he would play more than – he would play all three of those games. He might play 
he might play the first six innings of the first, of two games and then get taken out for defense, or might go play one game and then get taken out for defense. Because they they truly, I mean you, I mean I don't know you you see how how often on so many ground balls how he runs. I'm sure he's running to avoid any kind of hamstring tear or anything of anything like that. Running like that to avoid that. Yeah, Mel. Are you aware of any possible trades to upgrade the team that you hear talk of? Uh, I haven't heard any directly. I don't know what I read in the uh, rumors, but but you know. I'm I'm sure they're having some kind of discussions about things that they may need. I'm sh- I would imagine if they keep, especially if they keep playing as they've been playing, they would make some kind of upgrade, whether it's an outfielder or a starting pitcher or a relief pitcher. Do you think they need an upgrade at shortstop? Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to give up on Glaber. No, only 24. Right, but he could go to second base where he got those 38 home runs the first year. But, but then but then if uh, you have Luke Boyd on the team, if he's... How healthy is something, something in the paper today about the Yankees looking to maybe get a center fielder? Yeah, well, they could use one. They sent a few in a week spot right. all year, even when Aaron Hicks was on the team. Was Larry, the- when, when Judge is playing, how healthy is he? And does he have... Secret injuries that nobody wants to divulge. Uh, I would I, I would guess that there, there have been times when they have secret injuries, like when they say he's dealing with some stuff when they start talking like he's a hockey player, you know, with the upper body stuff. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they also tell him in his history of oblique injuries on ground balls when you know you're getting, you have no chance of beating it out, don't really run that hard. Don't really worry about running that hard. And I'm sure they, I'm sure that they, they take them out to uh, affect them. I mean, of course, I personally thought, and I'm sure I wasn't alone in this when they played Otani, that I thought, you know, if they're trying to sell the game, that he, he should not, uh, you can pick another day for him to rest. He was not the starting lineup. Of course, it didn't really matter because uh, Otani didn't get out of the first inning and nobody really cared about what happened in the first six innings of that game because of what happened in the top of the ninth. But still, I think you still want him to play from a baseball standpoint, a guy like Otani. So, Larry, when you write the article, you write an article about a game, then you submit it, right? You you send it to someone, the editor, I guess, right? Yeah, they have like a – the AP, they have their own like – system that you submit it into and then you just email them tell them that it's there and then they take care of it and who and the other the other one you just email it directly and then they send it out somebody edit it or they just take you yeah away? oh yeah yeah they edit a lot of editing uh it depends depends on who, <laughs> it depends on who's working right have you written sometimes something? sometimes have sometimes people edit in mistakes which i catch you ever read something that you that supposedly was yours and didn't sound like you because they did a lot of editing um <laughs> Um, not really. I mean, I've I read, I mean, sometimes I've written leads where they've changed it and I've kind of disagreed and thought it's like that what they wrote, what they put didn't make sense, but I was like, eh, whatever, I'm not going to worry about it. Now, I'm curious, is this a career path that you fell into or did you pursue it? Yeah, I kind of, uh, kind of combination of both. I was on the school paper. I worked for a company called Sports Ticker, which was part of ESPN. 
But by the time I got there, their run was the best was over in terms of them. Uh, ESPN was moving it to Connecticut, and a lot of us in Jersey City didn't really trust what ESPN was going to do with it. They kept it around for a couple of years, sold it all, and the company folded in 2009. So for like, so from like 2005, 2004 to 2009, I was basically working for them somewhat full time. Uh, Instead of working as an editor in their newsroom covering uh, games, I mean, of course, now if that had happened now, I mean, I could have just worked as an editor from wherever. I did remote editing for another company. Yeah, but you studied journalism on that. I studied communications and stuff like that. I was like on a school paper, covered the basketball team. Which school did you go to? Uh, St. John's. Would you have Would you have any problems writing something about? A ball player that he may not like, say, uh, in, the, in the form of Bob Reisman or, or Phil Mushnick, or do yeah, you always would, try to write something that the players would like to uh, hear or see in print? Well I, would, well, I would never feel comfortable writing stuff with Phil Mushnick and Bob Reisman. Because I don't, I'm not in this to, crit, to uh, purposely criticize people. I'm just in it to say, you know, write what happens. Obviously, right. That type right. of thing, whether good or bad. That's how I would be if I was a writer, yes. Like, 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 I'll mention, like, if someone's in an 0 for 20, has, you know, hit less than 30 at bats and they hit a home run, I'll, I'll mention it. Like, so and so was hit less than XX number of at bats before he homered. That type of thing. That's not, I don't think that's really critical. I don't think that's really critical. I think that's just saying what, what, what was happening. Right. So you just report as opposed to being analytical. What's that? You do more reporting than, than analysis. Yeah, yeah. It's just wire service stuff. It's just, you just say what's going on. Would you want to do some anal- analytical stuff? Not really. Interesting. Not really. I don't feel, I, I just don't feel comfortable. Like, I never, like, I would never even feel comfortable with writing all these stories that have, say sources, say, because I'm always convinced that a lot of those source stories are like somebody trying to uh, advance an agenda. Ooh. Like I know in the NBA, when you see all the sources, a lot of the sources are agents trying to drive up the price, like their clients. And it's, I, I just don't feel comfortable because I mean, you don't know, you don't, you don't know what's true or not. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, because somebody could be trying to advance an agenda. Now, I mean, it's one thing if the source is like the GM telling you he's going to make, He's going to make this trade, and it happens a half hour later. That's fine, but a lot of the speculation stories, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing. I mean, I would do it if I had to do it, but I don't really have to do it. So now, New York is a big market. So, how many how many writers are there at a home game? Are you well? The Post still sends three writers to most games: guy for the game stories, sidebar guy, and a columnist. The Daily News used to send three. Now they send one. Uh, somebody from the Bergen Red covers every game. MLB.com. Newsday usually sends two. Uh, sometimes depending on who they're playing. I think if they were playing the Red Sox, they would send three. But last night, they had a columnist and uh, I'm writing the game story. Then uh, Star Ledger or whatever the star ledger is now, I think a lot of their content goes online. Um, and years ago, Journal News or Westchester used to cover the games, but I think they're uh, owned 
by the same company that, that owns the Bergen record, so they just use the story from the Bergen record. And uh, that does sound like it's like less than twenty people. That's all. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe more for like the Red Sox and a lot of and you know and then when they play the playoffs, a lot of national people fly coming. Mm-hmm. The Times used to have a late edition that used to get the games, and the Daily News didn't. It almost reversed now. You can get the whole game in the Daily News. You get the game from ten innings, and the Times. You don't seem to get anything anymore until two days later, and they don't. They yeah, almost they, gave yeah. up their sports. I think the Times is focusing more on national baseball, as my understanding. Another thing you do for the field level media is write previews of the next day's games, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of so a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of newspapers and other websites they subscribe to uh, various scoreboard pages, and those scoreboard pages have like the previews of the next day's game, which is kind of like a featurey thing. With you know, with quotes, you talk about the pitchers. I usually write the pitch the stuff, the blurbs about the pitchers in advance, like hours in advance, so they save time. And I often write those on the phone because I want to. It's these games run so long, and I want to really get going. But you do mostly home games, right? You don't. You do the away games also. Sometimes I do away games remotely. 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 You don't. You don't go to the to the to the other parts. No, I no. So you, you write as what you see on TV on a rem- remotely? Is that what you mean? Yeah, you know, like a regular game story, regular game story. So, so a, a game that starts at seven o'clock. What time? Yeah. I'm sorry. What's that? A game that starts seven o'clock, seven or whatever they call it, seven o seven. The game starts. What time do you usually get to a game, a home game? Uh, most of them, when I cover for AP, I get there like three thirty or so. Three thirty, and you get out. Get to the game ends at ten. When do you get out? Yeah, you want to get. Uh, out. I can. I depending on the game, I can use. I work. I write pretty quickly, and, uh, and I still. I'm one of the few people that takes notes on quotes, and in addition to recording it, and so I can get out within an hour. A lot of times, if if the game runs long, you'll see a lot of short quotes in the stories I write. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend a lot of time transcribing anything. That's irrelevant or extraneous. Okay. Anybody else have a question for Larry? Joe, go ahead. Yeah, um, and some of us are old enough to have grown up when New York had about seven daily papers and a lot of very famous and, um, and sports writers, Arthur Daly, Red Smith, um, Jimmy Powers, Jimmy Cannon. Do you sometimes wish you'd grown up in that era when they had seven newspapers and they, they ruled New York City sports? Yeah, I think it would have been cool to, to, have, to have done that, especially when you could go to three different stadiums at the same And maybe, I mean, I, I haven't looked at the schedules from that year, but I'm sure I would imagine there was at least a couple of times a year when all three teams were home at the same, on the same day. Especially once, playing, especially once you started playing night games, maybe there was a time where you could hit all three. Especially with how how less time, how much less time it took to play those games back then. But as but as Larry uh, said before, Larry Constant said before, there was some, you know, each paper had a late edition. Yeah, 
And the New York and the Post was a sad was the Post was an afternoon paper, and right. I, I think the Times now really doesn't even bother with sports, baseball. It, yeah, it covers all these. Really, I'm it not really more sure soccer, what, I think, than anything else. I think it's awful. I haven't read a print edition of the Times. I think it's. I think they've years. given up. I don't really know what they're doing over there. What What happened with the Daily yeah. News has been very disappointing. They really had a cut down, and if I'm not mistaken, the deadline. Yeah. Is uh, even if a game ends literally after ten o'clock, it's not covered. Like today, uh, last night's great game wasn't even covered in the online edition. So, uh, yeah, you know, I know a lot of newspapers just have uh, early deadlines. Right. Not, a lot, a lot, not a lot really sure why. Know. I'm not really sure why, but I just know that they do from talking to friends who work at these papers. Wow. Now I know the post. What What is the deadline in the post, more or less? Would you have any idea? No, I'm not sure, but I think uh, given the resources that they have to uh, send three writers to games, I'm sure that they have late, late deadlines. Right. I think, like uh, I think some of the sidebars from last night's game were in the edition of the Post that I read today. Right. I usually see the Post has scores yeah. more than, let's say, Newsday. Or the daily news. Yeah. No, the news is good. The news has really gotten better that way. Staying up late with it. Yeah. I think. Very times. I don't know. But so as far as your career goes, you're content <laughs> doing this the rest of your life, or is there advancement? Do you want to go somewhere else? We want to hold you to it. Maybe your boss might be. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, if somebody offered me a chance to uh you know, more money and all that somewhere else, I would consider it, that type of thing. And you're covering only team sports. You just don't, do you expand also like uh, into horse racing, for example? I've never really written horse racing. I I pretend to make my picks in the paper, sometimes successfully, Mm. sometimes not. (laughs) I just just base it on names I like. Right. I think the the last sports columnist who cared about sports racing was Red Smith. Ooh. Yeah. So you're gonna be voting. I don't think anybody really covers it much anymore. You're gonna be voting Not for much. Fame, uh, Larry. You heard in a couple of years. Yeah, I think I'll have a vote in five years. I think it is. Five. You have to hang in five more years. Oh, How great! You have to be in to before they give you a vote. What's that? How many years you have to be in to get a vote? Ten. Hmm. Ten. 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 That should be interesting. Yeah. How would you vote for Pete Rose? Question. Put him in. Vote him in, right? Well, no, we got Ty Cobb in there. Difference. The the other Hall of Fames have a bunch of bums in them also, drug addicts and this (laughs) and that. So, you know, baseball has to uh, relax, in my opinion, a little bit. It's, 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 uh, It's rules. I think it's because it was gambling. That's the. Uh, um, well, considering how. Uh, that's the rub. Well, considering how much gambling advertising is, I see on TV. I don't but, really, What's the difference at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, anybody else have a question? You're probably right. Good point. Anybody? Do you see the Do you see the Yankees turning the corner, or are they Are they going to continue to struggle? Uh I don't know if they'll win the division. I mean, we'll know more by Sunday night. They're yeah. playing the Red Sox. 
but I can see them definitely uh, getting one of the two wild card spots, especially with how they've been playing. And uh, you know, and if you think this, and if you and then you, you would think that this would carry over when uh, Judge and your shell come back, considering that they were their two most consistent hitters before before all this. Do you feel like when you have all the injuries uh, across baseball, some of them are very similar, that there's a common denominator there? Or anyway, one particular team sometimes when the injuries are similar and they go on the IL, all these ball players are uh, maybe relating to the training routines that they have or what is it? Uh, I'm not really recognized or talked about that this, to my opinion, that there, there is a common denominator there. It could be yeah, the I mean, training, it could be the coaching. I have no idea, you know, somewhere it is. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't think the team's really sure what these injuries are. I mean, I know a lot of these players do more working out than in the past, so that so that could be it. And um, certainly possible these te- that teams are telling guys to rep it, tone it down a little. And whether they listen or not is another story, but. I mean, in years past, we well known some ballplayers played with injuries. Today, in my opinion, you know, it's like uh, I got a little pain here. I got to sit down for two days. Uh, yeah. They paid a lot of money to work themselves through. Personally, if I compare everything to hockey players, which in my opinion are the best fit athletes around, the way they yeah, get knocked agree. around, I can't believe that they don't get injured as they're playing. Yeah, and hockey players like are different breed than baseball players. Yeah. They they test you COVID wise every day. You come in? No, I'm vaccinated, so I don't have to worry about that. They don't test like the players they test. No. No. Before you got vaccinated, you just have to show proof of the test within like a week. Yeah. Does the MLB now still have the 85 percent rule of vaccination? Uh, for teams, yeah, for teams, there's like seven of them. I think there's like seven of them, including Phillies. And it was actually kind of funny. They were playing. I don't know whether they purposely did this or not, but they were playing a vaccination PSA segment on the, that the MLB network ran at some point while the Phillies were taking batting practice. Right. I have uh, one final Aaron Judd question. I met him a couple of years ago before he became famous in spring training. He muted. His voice went. He muted. Michael, your voice went. He knew he knew Aaron Judge when he was just a lawyer. <laughs> oh shit! I lost. He lost. We lost, lost his picture. He has to come back in. He Michael. was muted. No, he, he signed off. He's got to sign back in. He's yeah, muted. I know, but he was muted. That was the problem. Uh, Hello. You there? Yes. Okay. Well, we don't see you yet. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. There you go. Ask your question, and then we got to go. Come on. He's still muted. He's still muted. What are you doing, Michael? Mike. I got a question. Must be bolder. All right, you got a question, Joe? Do your question, and Michael have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. See any trades on the? Uh, do you see any impending trades for the Mets or Yankees? I don't see any impending. If you mean like any possible like, anything, like today, <laughs> today, tomorrow, I mean, I'm sure the Mets are looking at people like Chris Bryan and Jose Barrios. But I don't, 
I don't anticipate that, that any trades like that is going to happen today or tomorrow. A lot of those things usually happen closer to the, uh, the deadline. So right. if, if anything does happen, I'm sure it would be either at the deadline or in the day, couple of days leading up to it. Well, that would be great if they get them. Let's hope. <laughs> okay, we lost Michael. I think he's up. <laughs> All right, uh, Larry, I want to thank you for coming aboard. Yeah, you're welcome. Pleasure learning, thank you. learning everything. Thank you. Uh, you. We really appreciate it. Fred, we thank you too for bringing him on also. And raising him. You're going to stay with us? You're going to uh, sign out? What are you going to do? Uh, I think I'm going to take a nap because I got home. Said, yeah, they put four hours and 17 minutes last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, Larry. And right. we'll have you back again in, in due time. If okay. we thank you, Larry. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, Larry. Okay. That was very interesting. And I said, Fred, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Fred. Thank you, Fred. Uh, why don't we switch gears and talk about basketball because there was a championship this week. Yes, there was. And, and Ron, you want to bring that up? Uh, then we can go off here. Well, I, of course I could bring it up. Well, the Milwaukee Bucks finished off Thank the Phoenix Suns in six games. You're right. With uh, Giannis scoring an amazing 50 points in the last game, mm -hmm. but that wasn't really the amazing part of the game to me. It was shooting 17 of 19 from the free throw line for him. Yeah. Now, for someone who struggled throughout his career shooting free throws, that that was an amazing game. And uh, obviously, he was the MVP, which he really deserved. And you know what? The Bucks deserved it. You know? So, uh, you know, it was, it was a good series. I mean, I don't think it's what the networks wanted. I'm sure they would have uh, preferred the seven-game series, especially the small market teams. Exactly, exactly. But uh, you know, you know, the the Suns took a two-zero lead, and then the Bucks mm -hmm. came back to win four in a row. You, you know, and and let's face it, the Bucks probably, even though we're on demand, they beat the best team in the. Uh, to get to the finals, uh, the, the Brooklyn Nets, right? Even though they were on demand, that you know, but they uh, beat them. They beat them by they beat them by this much by a toe, right? By a toe, <laughs> a, a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, but you know, it was a good series. But now basketball is over. <laughs> nah, no, always we're, a sad time. Well, yeah. we got the NBA draft coming up. Yeah, and you got week. the Olympics next week. Yeah. I'll tell you, how's your draft? Yeah, next next Thursday, week from today. I I feel good for Brooke Lopez after all those years of languishing with the Nets on terrible teams. They, they to get him to get a win. I felt good for him. He he actually played a big role in the game. Oh yeah, in that first half of it. So those, he played, he's he's been with he's played a big role the whole year. He's really done well. I'm glad for him. Yeah, yeah. Where, where's his brother play? I forget which team. Robin is. Robin is still playing. Yeah, he's still playing. I forget who. What? One of the lesser teams. Yeah. They weren't in the playoffs. Huh? And that was their first title in fifty years. Fifty years. Right? Yep. One. Right. Was Alcinda called Alcinda or Jabbar in those days? Alcinda. 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 
and Oscar Robinson, right? After yeah. he won, Kareem. Was that Oscar's only championship? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Only, only one. Yeah. He played with Cincinnati. Right, the Royals, right? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. That's right. He played Cincinnati. for the Royals. Rochester Royals. And Bob Cousy was his coach one of the years. I don't know if anybody remembers yeah. the game against the Knicks when they were up by the Royals were up by like five points with only like a few seconds to go. Right. And Cousy checks himself into the game and immediately has a turnover. <laughs> uh, and they actually lost the game. <laughs> I think was, was, that, was that when the Knicks were in the midst of like an 18 game winning streak and it preserved the streak? Was that? It, I, it or, could or have been. Something else? No, that was a different game. Oh, that was different. That's right. that's in the late. Wasn't that the late? The late what? Yeah. Who went out also? What's, 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 what goes it? on here with people just disappearing off their microphones? I seem to remember in that game, DeBusha hitting the winning shot. Oh, I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. <sighs> So why don't you talk about the Washington Wizards? What? Oh, okay. Yeah, they yeah. hired the new coach. A yep. very f- familiar name, but different person. Wes Unseld Jr. Mm. So that's uh, hopefully they'll be heading in the right direction. And uh, first the- coaching, right? Sorry, what? First time, first professional team. Yes, yes. And I didn't realize the father died in 2020. Yeah. Oh, last year. Yeah. Yes. What's the feeling about the Knicks for next year? Uh, yeah. I don't think they, they they still don't have enough. My opinion, they still don't have enough to compete. It is the draft of a guy from Argentina, <laughs> Lucas. So, yeah. so, so that's good for me. I'm from Argentina, so you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wonder how good he is. You know, I have no idea. I have to find out. You think they'll ask them getting uh, Damian uh, Lillard, right? Yeah. Huh? He says he wants to play here. Is he allowed to say that? He's he can say it. He, he can he can say it, but the Knicks can't. Okay, okay. <laughs> Knicks can't say anything. No, if the Knicks said we, we want Damian Lillard, that would be considered tampering. Yeah. But he can say it. All right. But what would the Knicks have to give up for him? It would be it would be uh... Mitchell Robinson, Obi <laughs> Toppin, maybe and and maybe both first round draft choices. So they, they, then, what do they do? They, no, they, no, actually, yeah. actually, Portland, I read once would want Barrett. Barrett, why? <laughs> I Barrett. Don't say why. He's only nineteen years old. He he, he could develop in, in three or four years. He could be a great player. Yep. You know, everybody talks about Giannis now, but at, at 19, he was certainly nowhere near the player he is now. It's yeah. funny. They showed the picture of Giannis when he was a rookie. Yeah. And side by side with the way he looks today. Right. Oh, my God. What a difference. How many years is he in? Eight years. Eight years. Eight, I think. 2013. Wow. Yeah. Team players were picked before him, yeah. Yeah. That's me. Anything so, else in basketball? Uh, that, that's about it. Unless, unless anybody else can add something. Well, the only other uh, basketball be, be basketball in the Olympics. Olympics. You know, everybody, everybody thinks it's going to be a lock for the United States, but the world's catching up. May not oh, be yeah. a lock. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, Fred, do you know if Booker is heading to Tokyo or no? I don't know for yes. sure. That they did say before that, that the three guys who were involved, Booker, um, who were, um, Middleton, that they were going to play. So I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything differently. They said they're full strength. Yeah. Is, is baseball being played at the Olympics? Yes. 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 You know what? I think uh, that Alex Katz is going to be playing, right? Yeah, yeah. actually, actually, Ron saw the Israeli team play the other night. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Why don't you tell us a little hockey, then we'll go back to baseball. Yeah. Well, the only thing I could tell you is last night was the expansion draft. Right. And the Rangers lost Colin Blackwell, which was expected. I mean, it's a loss, but I don't think a great loss, but the the Islanders lost, I, I think, a very key player. Eberle. Eberle. Jordan Eberle. So. By my ignorance, the expansion draft is all, was only one team? Yes. And yeah. why? Usually expansion goes two teams because they try to. Because, they, to because they, they expanded a few years ago. So this will bring the up the NHL the to an even, even 32 teams. Four, four eight-team divisions. Right. Because the last expansion was the Golden Knights in Las Vegas. Right. So that made it by themselves. Yeah. And it's funny, if you compare the drafts, it's like ridiculous day and night. Mm. With the Golden Knights, they, they had a ready-made playoff team. Yes. Yeah. Didn't they make the finals their first year? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, yeah. And they didn't have to give up any, any players in this expansion draft. They had right. free on that one. That was really cool, too. Yes. So, uh, and how come the uh, they didn't pick um, goalie from the um, Canadians? Yeah. Oh, carry oh, price. Money. 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 I'm sure. Yeah. You know. And the hockey. The hockey draft's coming up too, right? Uh, Ron. Oh yeah, that yeah that's coming yeah, up. Amateur draft. Yep. Yeah. Forget when that is. Next and week, a couple of days. Five, five, are, are the owners of the expansion team, um, you know. You know, basically wealthy, you think, or that they're financially well-backed, or is it going to be uh, financially strapped ownership? Well, I'm sure they had to yeah. show that they were financially stable to have a franchise and not be, you know, penny pinchers. You know, I'm sure they're going to go after plays, but the first year, you know, they're not expected to do well, like any other expansion team, basically. Except for the Knights. Good Knights, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with them. Let's get a baseball. As the clock keeps ticking away here. Yeah. That's another interesting stories that took place in the last week. So let's go Yankees, since we started talking about Yankees with Larry. Uh, what they were 46 and 43 last week. Now they're 50 and 44. They went a little run. Four and one. And now they hopped, they jumped over uh, the Blue Jays. Yeah. It's six and one. That's what, it, no, they went from 43 to, they went from 46 to 43, 46, 43, and now they're 50 and 44. So oh, okay. Four and yeah. one. Okay. So they're in third place. And, that is correct. And the Toronto story is that they beat the Red Sox twice. They're going yeah. back to Toronto next week, finally. Yeah. That, that, that was lifted. Yeah, well, uh, when we went, we were, as we were talking last week, while we were talking, 
the Yankees game against the Red Sox. The first the all-star break was canceled, postponed because of COVID. We were talking about it while we were on the show last week. And uh, Aaron Judge, Peralta, Urshela, Urshela, Higashioka, Cortez, and Loiza, though, right? Yeah, he's back. How long does Judge have to be out with that uh, COVID thing? Is there a time on that? You know, do they, do they say anything like that? How long has it been? It's almost a week now, right? I mean, he's not injured. No, they got to be tested. They got to be negative. Quarantine. What was it? Is it 10 days? I don't know. Changing that rule. I don't know. I don't know. But when they, he's available to come back, he'll come back. I don't know. Um, Loisaga thought he didn't even was surprised that he had it, right? They said that he had no symptoms at all. He didn't feel sick. They take the random tests. Who knows? You know, I think he may have had the virus before. Yeah. Yeah, they said with him, he, he had to take the test because he was planning to go to Nicaragua. Right. Or he could go I, into the country and he test, surprisingly tested positive. Right. But I think, I, I think he may have actually had the COVID earlier. Maybe. In the I think he did too. Yeah. So then you could get it again. Yeah. yeah. So they brought these kids up, Rob Brantley. I think he's been around a while as, as a catcher. Greg Allen, we were talking about, they brought him up and. Uh, Pretty good. They brought this Hoy Park up to play the infield, but then they recently sent him down and they called that pitcher who started yesterday. Uh, you pronounce his name. I'm not going to. Wojewowski? Escher Wojewowski. By the way, he's a little sidebar. Yeah. And Larry put this in his paper story. He didn't know. Wojewowski tied the Yankee record for the longest, longest name in Yankee history. You know who we tied? You know who we tied? You know who we tied? Guy nobody ever heard of. Bill Knickerbocker, 1938 and 39. Knickerbocker's a great name for a New York player. One of Larry's editors happened to know him and put it in and told him, so he put it in as a small side note. And they brought back Chris Gittins because Luke Voigt hurt his knee again. I think Luke Voigt's injuries are uh, yeah. annoying some people. They always talk about they're going to get rid of him in a trade. Who knows? And I wouldn't. You wouldn't, huh? I don't know. Today's papers say the Mets and the Yankees are going to be hitting the trade, trade market right. big time next week. It's the best time in baseball, I think, these trades that go on. Sometimes they're rented players, and sometimes they let's sign this guy. Andohar is still out. Frazier is still out. They, they said vertigo. Now they say it's not vertigo. No. What the heck this guy has? Something to do with his vision. I don't know. They're doing a lot of tests. Great movie. What well, a vertigo! Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to it. Yes. The Alfred Hitchcock, old Alfred Hitchcock yeah. movie. And the, One I, of the best. I think they're really down on Brett Gardner. Yeah. Tim Novak. Red Gardner, I think, is you won't see him next year. I think he's one year. The kid La Locastro, which they just got, he for his ACL. He's out. Yeah. He comes back and he gets hurt again. He's out for the year. It's amazing. It's amazing. By the way, 
What do you, was what do you think of that guy? Was the guy that crashed into the wall in right field? Was yeah. that Lamar? No, Lamar, not? yeah, but he's okay. Yeah, and then wait, he did it. He got a great hit after that. He yeah. wouldn't be taken out. Right. What, do you, what do you guys think about Florio? You know, the, the big top prospect. He's maybe. I'm glad to see him. I think didn't he come up once before yeah. last year, year before? Yeah. Then he got injured. It's a good nice. class. I think he'll do good. It's nice to see him with Alan injecting a little speed, a little yes. baseball the way it used to be played. Yeah. Oh, you know him that fast, huh? Was anybody watching the game last night? <laughs> David Cohn was amazing, thrilled when they stole the base in the eighth. I think it was Florio stole the base in the eighth, in the eighth inning to set up. I think Stanton was a Stanton single. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's the way baseball should be played. Right. 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 And ACL also. Uh, Stanton, you guys want to yeah. see him play the field or no? Yeah. Sure. Why not? He's getting paid enough money. Over a thousand times he's played the field. You think? Yeah. 13 times in 2019 when he's with the Yankees. He didn't play the field at all in 2020, and he hasn't played this year, I don't think. He's a good fielder. He is. He's a good fielder. He was. The problem is he's a national right fielder for judges. Right, with a very good arm. They, they played him a lot in, in left field. Yeah. You know, which yeah. is unnatural to him. So when the, the Yankees actually picked up Stanton, they said, why pick him up? They got judge in right field. Yeah. You know, aside from the money and the home runs and this and that. Well, if his kids continue to play yeah. and catch the ball in the outfield, we don't need to put him out there. Uh, so we heard last Saturday night at the Red Sox game, a fan threw a ball at Alex Redugo. Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> fan should be banned for life. And he was. He, he, he was. was. Right. If, if they could hold it up. How do they, first of all, how did, first yeah. of all, Redugo was throwing the ball. You know, uh, they were warming up you know, before the inning, and he was throwing the ball in the stands to another kid, and this this crazy fan intercepted the ball and threw it back when Verdugo wasn't looking. Huh? Did he hit him or miss him? He hit him? Yeah. Him? Yeah, back hit him in the back. Pretty good aim. Um, la lifetime ban to Yankees. How do they, how do they uh, police it? How do they police it? You go online, you buy a ticket. Is this, is there a wanted sign at each gate? Right. They have facial recognition <laughs> at each stadium. Yeah. What's that? They have facial recognition at each stadium. Yeah, yeah so right. Exactly. You know, I wonder uh, how this is going to affect the tradition in Wrigley Field where the fans yeah. always throw back the ball hit by the opposing team. Are they going to kick all those fans out? I mean, are they going to enforce that? I mean, if that's what they're going to do with this guy, whether he did it purposely or not, how are they going to do it like in, you know, like in Wrigley Field and other places? Well, I think the, what the guy did at Yankee Stadium was on purpose because the right fielder was so close to the stands. Yeah. In Wrigley Field, if you've seen it, they, they like lob it mostly between the fielder yeah. and the infield, usually. Let's see. I don't think it because obviously I don't remember it ever happening at Wrigley, yeah. where an opposing players got hurt. Maybe they should start throwing at their real players <laughs> 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 to get them to play better. 
if the opposing team hits the home run, the players in the field know it's going to be thrown back. So that's the, uh, good point. Good point. All right, then the uh, the Mets. Uh, they were 47, 40 a week ago, oh. now 50. Mark, I got one more note about the Yankees. All right. Rufin Odor became the first player in Major League history, first as a second baseman, to hit 10 home runs in seven consecutive seasons before his 28th birthday. Mm -hmm. That's when he changed his name. That's when he changed his name from Odor to Odor. Another little little tidbit. Those are the things that those uh, people like feed the the sports writers. Right. All that little information that they know. Larry does a lot of that stuff for basketball. For the visiting teams, digs up stuff. Researchers. So the Mets come back from the All-Star break, and uh, yeah. they, first of all, they, they look terrible. He's finished. They lost. They blew that he, game. He was off 40 minutes. The All-Star break. Yeah. He's taking it half. And they play the uh, the Pirates again. Quirk of the schedule to play the same team seven times in a row. Right. And uh, so what happens? They split, Yuck. They split the series. It was a three-game series, right? Four game, wasn't it? Four games? No, no, they played three on the road. Three on the road. Yeah, four, four, four in New York. The city field. And uh, all right, so they, they started winning a couple of games, playing Cincinnati, who's supposed to be a, uh, a pretty good team this year. Pretty good team. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were without Castellanos, so. Yeah, yeah true too. Um, they beat him in, the, in Cincinnati, which I think was good. I'm happy for that. The kid McKinney, who came and tried to fill in when there were injuries, they got rid of him, and then they eventually really. Oh my god! They dropped him. They designated for assignment, and <laughs> that within ten days they either release him or make a trade. Well, they did a trade with the Dodgers, so mm-hmm. you'll see McKinney on the Dodgers. You're filling in. They got this Carlos Rincon. Never heard of him. In my I life. liked him. Yeah, it was a nice boy. And uh, J.D. Davis came back, hitting pretty good. Lador is out. Don't know how long he's going to be out. Uh, oblique straight. I don't care. I don't care about Lindor. Back until could be months. Could be. Months. I know I should care about Lindor, but I don't. Considering what he's done so far. <laughs> but we'll, uh, Carrasco we'll come back next year. Well, no, no. Carrasco could be back in a couple of weeks. Even though he had a terrible uh, right, I think against him. Yeah, yesterday in a uh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Uh, David Peterson is starting to throw off a mound, so maybe he'll come back. Just another arm. Sorry to see Corey Oswald go in the sixty day. We probably won't see him anymore because he was pitching really, really good for the first time in his career. Uh, he's not related to the other Oswald who, pl- who played for the Astros, right? Roy Oswald. I don't, so. I don't think so. I don't think so. That's a name you don't see every day. So when we saw his name, you know, a couple of years ago, but nothing was ever mentioned. Yeah. Uh, what else happened? Do you want you want to keep Diaz or you want to dump him? What do you want to do as a, as the closer? Keep him. Diaz. Dump Diaz. Him. He has a lot of raw talent. The problem is probably in his head. That's what I think. I agree. I would yeah. take him. I would take him out of the closer role at least temporarily for a couple of games. 
No, he, he throws the ball at 100 miles per hour. I don't see how anybody ever hits him, but he... They all can hit fastball. They all do. They you do, know, but I don't see how they do it. I mean, he's got... Right. What amazes me about Diaz, I've never seen a pitcher throw to a batter so many great pitches, incredible speed, incredible movement, until he throws that one stupid Right. Exactly. I've never seen that before. Exactly. And slam that he gave up. They should quit going for the four and five out save. Because <laughs> he gets he may get out of the eighth inning, but the ninth inning something happens. I don't know. Um so I, I like to get him out of that. I, I know what they want, but he hasn't been successful on the multi innings. But uh, yeah, I, I would keep him. I would keep him because he uh has nice entrance music. Give us here his entrance music. Yeah. 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 And did you see the um the the weird play um that that oh. got thrown out of? Yeah. That play. Mm -hmm. Who wants to describe yeah. it? If you saw it, Fred. Did you see it? Yeah. I got it. Yeah. It, well, it was, it was a slow roller that oh. apparently was on straddling the line between fair and foul. Walker thought it was in foul territory and batted the ball toward the pirate dugout. And the umpire <laughs> called it fair, saying it was, it was never foul. Why he was arguing, three bases were loaded. All three runners kept running around the bases <laughs> and scored on the on, on the play. And Rojas got thrown out, got suspended for a couple of games. Yeah. Mm. Did they wind up winning that game anyway? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They won yes. that game. They, yeah. Was, yeah. they, they were losing 6-0. And... I think Conforto hit a home run in the ninth. Yep. Uh, yeah. That was ball was fair. It was touching. And, it was fair. And, and Blanket won't hit fair. a three-run Absolutely. home run. Absolutely fair. Yeah. It was fair. The umpire had the right call. Yes. It was a brain fart. Yeah. And uh, DeGrom? He threw yesterday. This is the fifth time this season he's been in. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to say. Yeah. All right. Uh, other baseball news. What's happening? Big series out west. Giants and Dodgers. Yeah. Right, Howie? Yeah. I mean, uh, it, uh, Tuesday night, uh, Rogers gave up the game winning home run. And they asked him, they said, Well, how do you feel? He says, I'm just going to have a beer and go right back out tomorrow. And last night when they got got ahead against J Kenley Jansen, hit a home run against him in the bottom of the ninth, uh, Kepler brings him in and he sets him down one, two, three. Uh, they said the giant bullpen, you get more bang for their buck because I don't think anyone is making more than $2 million in that bullpen. They're, they're so, playing tonight also, aren't they? Playing tonight yeah, again. Uh, Bueller against... Uh, I forget which giant. Is it uh, the Italian guy? The Stel Scalfini yeah, or something Scalfini, like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, great series. You know, the shame of it is of those three teams, two of them may wind up just in the wild card and be eliminated after the game. So, but... So who, won, who won last night? Giants. 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 came back in the ninth. Yeah, and Giants. The, the LA fans booed Jansen off the mound 
after he gave up uh, the go-ahead runs. This was after the guy had, like, the last month or so gave up nothing, you know. And, uh, but it, it was a great series back and forth. There were Dodger well, fans left in the ninth inning. <laughs> Aren't they notorious for leaving early? Yeah. 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 Like the Laker game. Yeah. <laughs> and the Cubs have began to uh, dismantle the team a little bit. Uh, they traded Jock Peterson to the Braves because they needed an outfielder with Acuna going down. Mark, Roger had his hand up. All right, Roger. I hope your mic's working. Like your boy Wilma Flores hit the game winning homer for the Giants last night. Wilma Flores. Yeah. Will Murray, yes. 100. John Lester hit a home run. Yeah. A blast over center field. Yeah. Oh, wow. So what else we have? Other stories in in baseball. Well, you want to talk about the game that I went to the other night? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. ahead, Talk about it. So Tuesday night they had, I guess, I don't know if you could call it the pleasure, uh, out at Duck Stadium of watching the Israeli national team play the NYPD baseball team. (laughs) Well, let me start off by saying we left in the seventh inning because the Israeli team was winning 17 to nothing. So some of of the highlights, I, I think... Ian Kinsler, who's playing for the team, uh, I think he got about three hits that night. So he had a good night. And we also saw uh, the local kid from New Hyde Park, Alex Katz, pitch. He he pitched one inning. Uh, we were sitting right behind home plate. And he seemed to have a lot of um, – he had nice pop on his ball and a, a nice-looking curveball. And I think – I think he gave up one hit and then, you know, retired, retired everybody else in the inning. So, but, but it was a fun night though, to be there. You know, and you put, you pulled a, uh, a mark gold by leaving uh, the seventh inning. Yeah. Well, 17 to nothing. I don't think there was, I forgot what the, how the score ended, but, uh, in the paper, the final score. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it ended. Uh, yeah, uh, I was fourteen nothing when we left. Okay, so it was enough for us. Yeah. But so, but Alex Katz, you know, he looked good. He pitched one inning. Guys, uh, I probably pitched like the sixth inning. Yeah. But, There's another local guy who played, and you watched in the game. I, I, I don't know if he pitched tonight. Mike Soren, did he get in the game? I don't know. Mike Sorin, um, 30-year-old, um, never made the pros, but he went to Temple Sinai. He's a member of Temple Sinai, playing oh. for the uh, Israeli team. He's from Long Island. Uh, now he lives in Astoria, Queens. Oh. And um, they say he was a former duck also. Oh, like Alex Katz is a former Cubs, even though he's in the, the Cubs organization. In the Cubs organization. Yeah. Uh, but Mark, Mark, I have just one of the quick like baseball story, if you don't mind. It, when um, somebody mentioned talking to Larry about inside information uh, about like what the team's going to do or whatever. I have a funny story about uh, inside information about involving the Mets. Let, let me first preface it by saying one of my friends from high school he owns the company that does the stitching. Uh, he does the uniforms for the Mets, the Yankees, and the Islanders. 
Okay, it's a place, it's a small place in Whitestone, he does it. So my brother was happened to be there one day years and years ago, and he was one of the first players, I'm sorry, one of the first people to know who the Mets were hiring as a manager the next day. He was there when my friend was doing the Art Howe jersey. <laughs> and, they, and they were holding a press conference the next day to announce him as the Met manager. So my brother had an opportunity of some inside information about that. They should have burned it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. They did well with the, uh, the A's, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Good so. question for uh, uh, for that game, the Israeli game. Was the mensch on the bench the mascot for that game? Because I went to a game there also. Very funny looking mascot. Was he there? No, I didn't. We didn't see him. We just saw yeah. Quacker Jack. That's it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and uh, the Mets are going to uh, wear the black jerseys on Friday, supposedly. Oh. And Toronto. Yeah. And um, what else happened? I want to do as quick as possible here. The Olympic baseball, we said. Uh, the U.S. is in a, a pool with uh, Dominican Republic, Israel, Japan, Korea, and Mexico. Wasn't there something I thought I read about the Mexico, a couple of players on Mexico came down with COVID? Didn't hear about that. I but thought I heard that the other day. I don't know. I'd be surprised. And they were about, about the guy in charge of the opening ceremonies being booted. Yeah, 1998. He had a, a comedy skit about Holocaust victims. And Who's this? Fired. I ain't tried to the opening ceremony tomorrow, yeah. right? Yeah. Was fired because in 1998 he was part of this comedy troupe, mm. and they did a funny skit about Holocaust victims. And it took them and, three years to, to find this. Yeah, yeah. This is what happens today, you know. Everything's on earth. Hey, whatever you do, it may come back and bite you. Yeah. Uh, when Cedric Mullins made the All-Star team this year in the All-Star game, uh, he was the bench. Did he start? Did he start the game, Mullins? I think so. All the changes, ins and outs. I, um, when he was in college, he was in high school, he was a bench player. He didn't even start hmm. a high school team. Okay, he went to a junior college. He was only five foot eight, uh, but he actually started in the All Star game. And uh, due to the injuries and the backouts, which mm. I thought was a very nice story for the Mullins family and the Orioles, of course. And Matt Harvey finally won a game. He had nine games losing streak. Hallelujah! David Fletcher had a twenty six game hitting streak, which probably was the most quietest twenty six game hitting streak. <laughs> Anyone knew about that, but it, mm -hmm. it, uh, it was the second longest in, I think, Angels history. Andy Pettit's son, Jared wow. Pettit, uh, who wasn't picked up, wasn't drafted in the in the amateur draft. Well, the Marlins signed him as a undrafted. Uh, he's a pitcher, and he's a lefty pitcher. And you know why the Marlins signed him? He's a dark Jeter. That's good. It comes back. <laughs> I thought that was really good. Happy birthday, Don Kessinger, 79, and Rachel Robinson is 99 years old. Rachel. Wow. wow. The woman is still around. Yeah. All 
All right, we do have more sports to talk about. We have to wait till next week because we want to do some trivia. Never mind the remaining time. Rachel so, Robinson is 99. Jackie Robinson is from Middle Lake. She's 99. Rachel Robinson. I can't. What do you got, Gerald? You're first off the trivia. We know that on December 31st, 1972, Roberto Clemente's plane which was on a mercy mission to Nicaragua, went down. There was a Pittsburgh pirate player who didn't make the plane. And he subsequently replaced Roberto Clemente in right field. Who was he and why did he miss the plane? I think I know this. I read the story. I was, yeah. this, this wasn't Neil Walker's father, was it? And he was no, no, no. That's another. This is somebody okay. else. Okay. He replaced he would replace Clemente in right uh, field. Uh, it was uh, a, no, no. Was there Rennie Stennett? No. Yeah. Second baseman. Who? Who? Give us initials. Ms. Rennie Sangia. Right no. Yes. Really? And why did he miss? Why did he miss the plane? Yeah, yeah. why did he miss the plane? They switched him from catcher because they wanted to prolong his career. Uh, wow. They switched him to right field. And why did he miss the plane? Left plate. Why? Didn't have a passport. He couldn't find his car keys. Huh? Oh, my God. He couldn't find his car keys, so he never made the plane. I don't remember him ever playing the outfield. All right. I don't need him. Do you do? I thought he was a catcher. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me look it up. That's what I got on this quiz. Right. Who else has questions? Mm. We have ten minutes. Actually, seven minutes. <laughs> go ahead, Steve. Steve, got go. Yeah, who has the most World Series hits in history, or or, or yeah, in history? And the most World, World Series, World Series hits. Yogi. Yogi. Yep, that's it. Really, Yogi. Amazing, huh? 259. He has 200 <laughs> World Series hits? Yep. He needs a screwdriver, and I probably don't have one. Wow. Uh, and then throw the hands here. Oh, there's Michael. Go ahead. All right, here we go. Which two shortstops hit 30 home runs and 50 doubles in the same season? Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks. No. Bossy oh. Power and Ripken? No. Not at Ripken. No. Ripken is a good answer. No. One is still playing. No. And one, uh, you all should know. Corey Sega? No. The other one is probably the greatest shortstop we ever want to see. And he's uh, and he's still- A Rod. A Rod. That's number one. Yeah. And who's the one that is still playing? Hmm. One is still playing today. Still playing today. I'm doing well. I think he's hitting close to 300. Not Tatis. No. No. no he's young. No. no. His first name begins with his first name begins with an X. Oh, Bogarts. Bogarts. Dan the Bogarts. Dan the Bogarts. I have one other question. A little bit of a trick question for you guys. The guy who pitched for the Yankees yesterday. His name was Asha Wojciechowski, something like that, right? Yeah. My question, yeah. right? My my question is, 
what TV show had a character? Bonnie Miller. Similar name. Right. Bonnie Miller. You Bonnie got Miller. it. Max Scales, the actor. Max Scales, Wojo Wojo Hoes. Wojo. Wojo. Yeah, my right. wife just whispered it to me. I didn't remember his name. Here you go. People know that the Detroit Tigers play their home spring training games in Lakeland, Florida, in the Joker Marchant Stadium. How many of you know that? Anyone know that? I knew that. All right, so who is Joker Marchant? <laughs> I don't know. You got to know. Was the first he was a nice guy. Was the first recreation. <laughs> recreation right. Was a gangster. All right. Told a lot of jokes. What else? Name the only major leaguer to have 50 home run season, 10 triples, and 40 doubles. All in one season. 50, home, 50 plus homers, 10 plus triples, and 40 plus doubles. Sammy Sosa? No, you got to do the most obvious answer. A-Rod? A-Rod? No, no. Obvious. Home run here. Barry, Barry Bonds. Go back 50, 60. Willie Mays. Go back 60 years. Mays. 1961. Willie Mays. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Maris? No. <laughs> Babe Ruth. 59. Oh, and he didn't win the triple crown that year. He lost it to Harry Hyman, who batted he uh, who batted three ninety four, and he uh, and he batted uh, three seventy eight. Mm. Who else? We got a couple. Of okay, them. okay. So, how many people are batting over seven, over three hundred in the American League today? Mm -hmm. Over 300? Microphone, you can't hear me. You better fix over the microphone. Every week you have a little problem. Who, over how many people are batting over, over 300? 300. American League. Six. I say six, too. Close, but no cigar, seven. How about the <laughs> National League? Eight. Twelve. I don't know. Six. Six. That's my, isn't that mind-blowing? You look yep. at the box scores, and nowadays... Nobody hits. Nobody hits, yeah. Nobody hits. The other yeah. day, what was the score of one game this week? There was a 20-something to something? 24 oh, to 24 yeah. eight. San Diego scored 24. Yeah, 24 to eight. Uh, Mark, I think Steve had a question. Steve, again. Yeah. Youngest World Series MVP. Good question. Mm. Um, Mantle? No. Dodo? No. No. Nope. What team? Oakland. Oh, Bert Campanaris. Bert Campanaris. Reggie Jackson. No. No. Joe Rudy. Oh, Gene Tennis. Nope. No. Joe Rudy. Nope. Name the whole team. Bando. Bert Campanaris. Rudy. Not Reggie. A pitcher. Right. Pitcher. Fighter blue. Fighter blue. Fighter blue. Yeah, you said yeah. pitcher. Good one. Yeah. I didn't say fighter blue. I thought I did. No, you didn't. Uh, who no, you did not. Who were the five pitchers in Major League history to have at least 100 wins and 100 saves and <laughs> 50 complete games? 
Smoltz. Smoltz. Smoltz is Smoltz. Very good. That is Eckersley. Eckersley is two. All right. See, it's 40%. The rest will be very difficult. You have Dave Brigetti? No, the rest you won't get. The rest you don't get. One you might Ron Reed. You heard of Ron Reed, right? Oh, yeah. Heard of him. It's more than names. Ellis Kinder. And Furpo Marbury, the famous... Furkle, oh yeah, Furpo, baby. Ron, field Ron, Ron, after him? Ron Reed also played in the NBA. Yes. Who else? We've got a couple of minutes. First NBA player to score 2,000 points in one year. George Yardley. That's it. Very good. I know because I used that a few weeks ago. You might have had that. Oh. Oh, Wayne Pistons. <laughs> Mark, your clock is slow. You got about a minute or so. Do one more minute. We don't go off the air. Anybody else have a last quest? Last question. Gerald is looking on this cheap there. I have a question. It's 532. Yeah, yeah, Gerald, you in the show. <laughs> Which pitcher in the 1980s set a record for starting 37 games and could not complete even one? Wow. What year? In the, in the 80s. Uh, in the we're 80s? talking about 1980s. Different era, 1980s. I did not complete any games. I'll complete games. Who follows that? Uh, give, it, give us a initials because for the sake of time. S-B. Oh. S-B. Steve Busby. No. It's good uh, In the 80s? <laughs> no, Steve Barber was in the 80s. Dan Bonson. No, no. Stan Bonson. It's earlier. Uh, what no. team? Got a team. Um, give a team. Uh, Atlanta Braves. Yeah, Steve, the the goalie guy. No, it's Steve. Uh, oh. It's Steve. Nineteen eighty-five. Nineteen eighty-five. Oh, uh, Steve Glass. Oh, no, no. What's no. Steve Pedrosian? Steve Bedrosian? Yes, yes. Yeah. Really? Bedrosian. Bedrosian? Wow. Bedrosian. Yes. Bedrosian. That was a big guess. <laughs> yes, a big name, too, also. Boys, I want to thank you for coming aboard. Uh, again, it was great having your son, Fred, for the... Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Fred. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you, Fred. You're welcome. Thank you, Fred. Pleasure. We'll see you all. Thanks, Fred. See you next week. Have a great week, guys. Thank you, everybody. Bye. 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 Everybody have fun. Take Good care. Luck. Good night. Say good night. Good night. Right now. Over and out. <laughs> Over and out.